Hi, thanks for downloading this podcast from the Lawn Care Radio Network. My name is Brian Horn with Lawn and Landscape, and I spoke with Paul Singretto, who is president and CEO of the Franchise Foundry. Paul and I talked about the state of franchising and what you should know if you're thinking about making the leap. So, Paul, can you first explain what um, Franchise Foundry is for those maybe who aren't familiar with it? Yeah, we are. Franchise Foundry is a franchise development and management company that also is a small private equity player. So in essence, we'll either acquire, invest in, or manage emerging and startup franchise systems. Okay. How would you categorize franchise growth in the last few years? It's been, it's been slow. The economy has definitely affected uh, growth of franchise systems, uh, mainly because credit access has been very, very tight. That being said, opportunities, franchise opportunities that are robust, have good unit economics, survive and thrive throughout the economic downturn. What uh, segments or services have experienced standout growth? One segment in particular is, um, as we refer to as a man-in-a-van type of concept, uh, basically uh, home improvement, uh, home repair type of services, uh, as well as a lot of the made services. And services basically making it more convenient for the consumer uh, especially as they're more, you know, dual-income families and don't have quite have the time to uh, do a lot of the work themselves. Now, where would green industry uh, franchises fall in? You know, with landscaping, lawn care, are they do they fall into the services man-in-the-van type of segment, or are they in another segment? No, actually, they are in the man-in-the-van type of segment, and. It's the type of uh, business that is growing along with the, the other categories, especially, uh, or the other segments of this category, especially as individuals are looking to diversify their own portfolio, where they might have two or three uh, types of handyman services. Maybe they have a lawn service. Maybe they have uh, an, another type of man in a van type of service. Um, the Dwyer Group. Uh, of course, is the, the biggest player in this in this space. They own um, Mr. Electric. They own um, the Grounds Guys, which of course is a lawn and landscape franchise. They own Mr. Appliance and and six or five or six others. And Dina Dwyer Owens, the CEO of the Dwyer Group, has done a great job of pulling together like type of franchise opportunities so that franchisees can have two or three or four of their different franchise opportunities in one office. So instead of having the redundant uh, capital expense of office and bricks and mortar, they have one and they might be operating three or four franchises out of that. And oftentimes, they're able to utilize a, a customer database or the customer databases for each of the brands and be able to co-brand and co-market together, which really helps because once you've satisfied the customer and delivered a positively memorable experience to the customer under one brand and the other brand follows through, customer would rather deal with, uh, uh, like I like to refer to, the one butt to kick category. Um, they they want to deal with one person, and if they can do a host of different things, uh, that's great too. One of our 
new brands is hassle-free home. And that's more of a, of a man in the van, but it's more of a concierge level that coordinates a lot of the man in the vans for individuals that uh, don't quite have the time to do the work. And of course, with the aging population, uh, we have a lot of elderly that are obviously living longer, staying in their homes longer, and therefore uh, that's a, a big segment, a big target audience for the man in the van uh, type of businesses because these are individuals that can't do it themselves. Oftentimes they'll pay or maybe their children will pay to have the work done for them. Well, say I am a, an established company, I, I do lawn care, and I want to add a, a franchise like the Grounds Guys and do maintenance. What is a problem I need to be prepared for and how, sort of a challenge, what should I be aware of before going into this? The, the, the challenge, and it's not a problem as much as it is a challenge, uh, is that if you're a successful business owner doing things your way, when you're with a, a franchise system, obviously there's um, tried and true processes and procedures to follow. And oftentimes somebody that has been an individual business owner on their, on their own has a hard time adapting to doing it exactly the way the, uh, the franchisor has um, has basically done it tried and true and perfected it so that it can be done across multiple channels in multiple markets across multiple states uh, throughout the United States. And oftentimes the individual business owner just um, doesn't quite understand why it has to be done that way and they kind of wing it. And, um, and that's usually a, a recipe for, for failure. Uh, certainly being able to replicate it and consumers seeing the uniformity of it. Um, I mean, that goes back to McDonald's. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. the, the quarter pounder tastes the same, you know, from Maine to uh, San Diego. Well, obviously with service, uh, as people uh, move around more, they know people across different markets. I want to make sure that if they're recommending a service or signing on with a, a service type of, of business, that the, the same expectations are met whether they're in Maine or, or San Diego, meaning that you know the, 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 the process should be the same, um, the, the procedure, the service itself should be the same, but a step further from that should also be from a level of, of comfort and security uh, that the individuals are, are uniform, the, the vans uh, represent the brand, uh, mm -hmm. not just a, a pickup truck with a small magnetic sign on the side of it, uh, right. Invoice, and then of course, if there's a problem, we want to be able to turn to uh, a greater force, the uh, the parent company, and get the problem resolved. Is it ever a uh, a, a branding? I don't again. I don't want to say problem, but say I am a, a local company. I, I brand myself as local, but then I subcontract out to a franchise or you know a, a chain. Does that at all ever affect the way customers look at a, a local company? Well, I, I think in any industry, in any segment, uh, there are going to be customers that are going to look for cheap, 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 and they might think that the local guy is going to be cheaper. But of course, in today's day and age, with uh, immigration uh, being such a, a big topic, and obviously a lot of lawn services um, employing um, immigrant workers, uh, there's the concern whether you know these workers are documented or not. 
Um, I think with what's going on with immigration right now, uh, the lawn care industry part of franchising, I think, is really going to explode because as more and more people are able to become citizens, these are the type of businesses uh, that they can get into uh, relatively inexpensive, use the experience that they have, and really grow it to be an enterprise type of business. So overall, how do you? I mean, how are you projecting franchise growth, say, in the next five years? Not necessarily within the green industry, because you're saying that might be a growing uh, segment. But overall, are franchises going to grow, and if so, how much in the next five years? Well, um, I think the industry reports are uh, projecting 2.4 to 3 percent growth uh, in general. I actually think it's going to be a little bit higher than that in certain industry segments, like a man in a van type of concepts, I think you're going to see even more robust uh, growth than that for a variety of reasons. Number one, you have a lot of transitioning executives uh, that are either unemployed or underemployed that are going to look to control their own destiny. Um, I think more than ever before you're going to see that. Even, even the people that are secure, and I put quotes around secure, uh, in their job are looking to diversify a little bit, uh, make sure they don't have all their eggs in one basket so that, you know, when the music stops, they're not the one without the, uh, without the chair. So I, I think they're looking at, at a lot of opportunities like that. On top of it, as the population uh, gets older and older, we're, we're starting to see um, the older generation actually looking at franchise opportunities at, at 60 years old, which typically wasn't the case in the past. Uh, obviously, they're, they're healthier, they're living longer. Uh, they might have retired out of corporate America but still want something to do. So they look at a, at a type of business. Now, does that mean that um, a person 65 years old is going to buy a lawn service franchise and, and become grass and weed whacking? Maybe. Right. I don't know. But uh, that's not to say that they wouldn't buy the business and try to have you know three or four or five or 10 or 20 trucks on the road and they manage the business, absolutely. I think which compounds that situation is that the younger generation is having such a tough time, again, being unemployed or underemployed, that the older generation uh, is actually making investments for their, their grandchildren or children to get involved in business. And I think that's really apparent on the West Coast, as you see uh, home builders building multi-generational homes because there are more than one generation uh, obviously living in the home today in many, many cities across the country. So I do think franchising is, uh, is headed for uh, some, some robust growth. Uh, credit markets are opening up. Um, on my radio show, The Franchise Today, we just finished our franchise finance series. Uh, I think it comes down to uh, practical common sense. Um, maybe the banks just weren't as practical and didn't exude common sense what they should in approving some loans. I, I think that we've learned from. But moving forward, I, I think it's going to be fine. I think the credit access will continue to improve, and more and more people will decide to control their own destiny and get involved in a business. And of course, with the Internet the way it is today, and people becoming more educational uh, or educationally minded, sophisticated, as well as technologically advanced, uh, they're able to research this at their own time to get to the point of feeling comfortable and making a decision on how they're going to spend the rest of their, their working years.
All right, Paul, sounds good. Well, I re really do appreciate your time this morning. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate it.